the pits of Malifaux City, it's Friday Night Fodown! And welcome back to Friday Night Fodown! Heck yes, we're finally back. It's been a while. I'm sorry. I'm uh-huh. during your... That's okay. I, I don't actually care. Despite the last episode, seemingly I could do care. I don't. <laughs> uh, this will be Friday the uh, the 26th, if all goes correctly. Yes. Yeah, and uh, this is this is gonna be hot hot takes on absolutely nothing because nothing here is like really struck really recent news. Woo! In fact, we have some really really old topics here that we've never gotten to up until now. Yay! Yay! But, <clears throat> yeah. Bonus, bonus content. So, uh, our participants tonight are is, is Doug. Say hello, Doug. Hi. It's just yourself. Shut up. Brian. Hello, hello. Dave. Hola. And Victoria. Hi, I'm back. I didn't die. She didn't die. She was just not feeling well the last time we recorded Steam-Powered Scoundrels. For a specific reason, Victoria, want to tell them that reason? Uh... Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I was super sick last time because we are expecting a baby. Yay. Yay. Awesome. Also, she's sick now, but she's less sick. <laughs> less sick. Constantly S- sick. Significantly less sick than last time. Okay, so we've got a bunch of topics. We'll see how many we can get through in an hour's time. I've got 90 minutes on the clock, 60 minutes on the clock. I can't, man. <laughs> Math Shut is up. very hard. I mean, we could go an hour and a half. I don't mind. <laughs> uh and okay yeah here we go beginning with our first topic now i kind of got this idea somewhat from another game i picked up uh sort of over the past half year which is guild ball and this is the topic of design a minor a minor faction to introduce into the game now what i mean by minor faction is that it's not necessarily tied to any of the other big factions but unlike the big ones it's only going to have like one or two masters so it's a little bit easier to design around now i'm not saying weird is going to do anything like this i don't really think they are going to i just kind of had the idea of like how can we introduce some of these other players in malifo that aren't as powerful but can still like make a difference so the idea is like a minor faction so to start it off i'm going to start it off and I think what would make a great minor faction is Condor Rails. Now, you probably never heard of this unless you played through the Breach. Condor Rails is the major player in uh, the Malifaux ra- of the Malifaux Railroad Company. In fact, I think they mostly control all of the major rail lines at this point. Whoa, so, Monopolies! Yay! Awesome! And that's kind of getting into sort of the theme. Now, the reason that these guys don't really associate with anyone else is because I don't think we really have a capitalist faction so far no not really no it's the guilds have been fa- the guild has been fascist the arcanists have been kind of communists a bit and um i mean if you look at it really or, yeah so i was like you know what we need some nice um selfish capitalists to sort of like screw with both the guild <laughs> and the arcanist so i was like okay we'll do condor rails now the the now um as far as like masters and themes go in there i don't have any like concrete uh, ideas in mind at the time i would say that probably my first master would be a character I actually created for through the breach a long time ago by the name of ferris cramwell who is actually the <laughs> uh, inspiration for the artwork we use for steam powered scoundrels ferris cramwell is a fully invested character which means he's a robot there's there's no like fleshy bits to him and uh, unlike just about every other robot uh, in Malifaux, he's specifically designed for uh, socializing and bureaucracy. Uh, well, he also happens to be carrying around a massive hammer, too, but he mostly tries to settle things diplomatically. And so he's going to be, like, his keyword is going to be bureaucrat. And it's going to be even worse than <laughs> freaking Lucius, because he's going to be wielding the power of bureaucracy with his politicians is going to be his, his minions. Um... That sounds exciting, I think, said no one. <laughs> I'd make it work. And as far as I like it. And as far as democracy is pretty great. Color would go, I would pick them to be gray, I think. Isn't the art for Condor Rails in the book gray? I think it's black and gray. Let me quickly look at it. And then steam is in here. 
Okay, Victoria's going to look that up. But that's as far as I got uh, with those guys. But yes, obviously Ferris Cromwell and his and his uh, <clears throat> bureaucrats. But obviously uh, yeah. you could definitely go with like um, like an actual train crew type thing as opposed to the people that lay the rails, Mei Fang. Um, and just, uh, I don't know, I want a dude with a giant sack of money somewhere in here with a big dollar sign on it. <laughs> Okay, Connor Grills is black and gray. That's their yep. uh, little little faction flag in the uh, into the Steam supplement. But all right, that's my idea. Next up is Dave. What do you got for us? Oh, I was next. Okay, um, my idea was uh, the help. So basically, a faction based on you know butlers, ranch hands, cooks that were all under guild until the uh, governor tried to ascend and they kind of took all the knowledge they took or they overheard from being the help since no one pays attention to the help and they got together and started their own thing so i kind of have it a little blocked out for a potential group so the butler is of course the master well so well dressed that he causes stunned <laughs> uh, uh, he can also hand out adversary to kind of help assist other other help to take down uh, targets and also gains bonuses against models with status effects which kind of plays into the whole theme of each of the different models give a different status effect so for example the henchman would be just the door uh has a challenge aura general beater kind of a big burly person is it and okay he, it's a person not an actual it. door no no <laughs> But I, no, I so it's want literally a door. door that has a soul stone embedded where, like, the <laughs> the eyeglass, spyglass thing would be. The physical door. That's what I mean, it totally be could be. I mean, weirder things have happened in Malifaux. Uh, but I have a totem of the helper monkey that uh, has leap, consumes corpse markers to go rabid and gain flurry, and gives the distracted status. This is where it kind of gets a little weird because I, I want to have each enforcer drop a different marker that can then be either consumed or used in, used in different ways, uh, which is kind of similar to Guild Ball's farmer's team where they have growers and harvesters. So, uh, for example, the ranch hand can use garden terrain markers to summon livestock. So pigs, roosters, whatever and hands out the injured status. The gardener drops garden terrain markers that create concealment and hands out the slow status. The maintenance, I'm not really sure what to do with that one, can either hand out upgrades or positive statuses, drop scrap, mar scrap markers, and hands out burning status. The cook drops corpse markers and gives out poison and healing. And then the minions are what can really act on the markers. So housekeepers can jump to any non-ski marker and remove markers within a pulse. Midwives are a sport model with, <laughs> with, uh, with uh, condition removal and they give out focus. And the bellhop can move non-ski markers within a pulse and take it with them. And can push models with a giving directions ability. Wait, 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 wait. Let's 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 go back for a second. Midwives? Yeah, why not? They would be part of the help. I makes sense. I I suppose, but like you've got midwives but not maids. There's housekeepers. Oh, did you say housekeepers? Yeah, but maids I'm are sorry. completely different. Somehow. Yeah. Uh, that's not <laughs> what I meant at all. I didn't hear the housekeepers part. I apologize. No, I'm, I'm I can make a joke. Oh, okay. That, that's why I said housekeepers and not maids. Now I'm lost. Anyways, moving on. Uh, <laughs> actually, oh, I didn't want to ask. What? Okay, so they used to work, or at least maybe sort of still, quote unquote, work for the rich folks. How are they different than any other Malifaux faction? Do, do they have a parent faction? Uh, I assume they'd just be under guild because they'd have to stay near guild to keep getting this intel and you know, staying anonymous. So we have another shadow faction then. Kind of like Ten Thunders. Yeah. Currently still are. Yeah. Alright, Brian, you're next. 
So I have a shadow faction, I guess, going off oh, what hey. you were just talking about. Another shadow they faction. Are, they are the cleaners. So basically, these are the guys who would get sent in after, say, there's a big massive guild shootout and a bunch of people end up dead who maybe shouldn't have. And they go and clean the crime scene to make it look like the evil arcanists did the crime. Or they would also be working alongside Ten Thunders who need to arrange a crime scene to throw a, a guild off the trail or something like that. So it would be a guild Ten Thunders dual faction. Um, and basically just all kinds of models that manipulate schemes, removing schemes to gain bonuses, or markers, I should say, re- removing markers to gain bonuses, a lot of condition removal or anti-condition auras to prevent your own models from getting negative conditions. But then models like that have all kinds of flamethrowers and things like that who just like go around and clean up the messes of their bosses. Uh, the guild already has, I think it's false witnesses. Um, I think that kind of tie, this kind of ties in with the cleaners where you have the cleaners go in, set the scene and the false witnesses go and tell everyone and, tell everyone oh this is what happened it was the those those evil resers who came in just slaughtered a bunch of people here when it was you know the guild all along so i think it could be a really fun thing to mess around with okay do you have like a, a master in mind or anything like that um i hadn't necessarily gone that far but okay. a master i think would probably be someone like a science oh, jeez, Horatio so, like, Kane a... from NCI. I mean uh, CSI Miami. It has to be. Yes, it was, like pretty pretty much so, like someone like from one of those crime sh- uh, crime scene procedurals who like has really cool shades. He whips off to dramatic, and that would be like an ability like takes the shades off, and then that would I don't know what that would do, but things like that would be hilarious. Deal and you would much. have to um you would have to um play dramatic music every time one of your models activates. That would be required. That's a it's a new mechanic for the game. That seems expensive and excessive. Alright, Victoria! Just Malifaux. Um, I'm just gonna type? No. Oh. I'm not even in that channel. So, for my, my minor faction, um, I went with the Forgotten as, as their own separate entity. Uh, basically, just groups that are other but aren't like never born so this would be molly and her zombie union and then the constructs out of ampersand from through the breach mostly just like minions and stuff that have broken away from what should be their masters i don't really have mechanics or anything worked out for them but i know molly would obviously be under this faction and then probably some sort of construct master. Who's who was the guy from that one shot we did, where he was demanding kidneys? Oh, that was from um, us. Th- that ended up being not a one shot, but it was part of a. That was like, part of the global stitch campaign. And, stitch in time. Yeah, stitch in time. Yeah. I don't remember who that was. But not, yeah. I think like if you have Molly, who's just sort of harboring zombie fugitives and the people abandoned i think you need like a hardcore revolutionary robot oh yeah of some kind i, I mean the kidney guy was pretty um he just do you just want to study human kidneys like, <laughs> that's all just kidneys only just kidneys. Kid, only kidneys a robot that was designed to be an actor who, who only got like <laughs> stuck, who can only do characters from les miserables We'll call him Jean. <laughs> Very specific. <laughs> and he's your hardcore revolutionary robot. <laughs> I know the revolution is more of a, just a setting for that, but I, I went, oh, whatever, it's, it's Malfo. Okay, number two. This is based off of, or inspired by, really inspired by the brand new shiny decks we got from, I, I guess they're fan-made decks? Yeah, they're fan-made decks. Yeah. And you could order them from oh, Drive-Thru no. RPG. And no. Uh, no, no, Dave, 
Midwives are not the people that cared for children. That's like nannies or um, governesses. Midwives are the people who delivered babies. Ah, yeah. Wrong term then. <laughs> I meant the more child care, not the <laughs> delivery. Oh, that's probably why. You, that's that probably why you were weirded out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well done there. Well done there, sir. It is an unsanctioned. Sorry, I had to interrupt just so we could. Uh... It's unsanctioned interruption, but I'll allow it because we made Dave feel awkward. <laughs> Good enough. Uh... So, anyways, decks. Everyone likes them. Everyone loves playing with them and touching them, rubbing them on their faces. Decks are awesome. I love. I'm never gonna get sick of that joke. Um, so I was like, "Hey, you know what? We're a pretty creative bunch. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, let's come up with our own special new decks that people will want to play with. Because I would love it if everyone would play with my deck. I think. Wow, phrasing. Every phrasing time. There, buddy. Yeah, I've been doing that since this entire time and just staring Victoria dead in the face, waiting for her to get mad at me. It hasn't hasn't happened yet. But, <clears throat> so, uh, for context, for those of you that apparently have not noticed, there there was a pixel deck and a saloon deck. The pixel deck was obviously pixelated versions of, uh, well, all the face cards were of masters. Everything else was just, you know, your typical number of symbols equal to the number of the card. And then the saloon deck was um, not, not uh, what am I looking for? Burlesque. Yeah. Like. Style, yeah. Style of um, female masters in the game. And uh, it's pretty cool. I kind of want a censored version of the Red Choker just so that I can maybe use the deck a little bit more publicly. But other than that, pretty great, despite the lack of uh, you-know-who, who who I (laughs) promise not to mention by name in this recording because I maybe do that a little too much. But anyways, I'm getting off topic. So everyone here has come up with a cool new deck that everyone's going to want to play with. Dave, talk about your deck. It's a really good deck. Yeah? I'm going to go with uh, Creature Comfort. I basically want all of the beasts in Malifaux on cards doing adorable things. Like the Sabertooth Cerebus playing with a ball of yarn. Cerberus. I'm I'm not good with words apparently tonight, so... (laughs) Sabertooth Cerberus. No, I have not. Which which might might be the problem. (laughs) I'm drinking... Um, but you know, <laughs> was uh, McCabe, McCabe's totem uh, Luna? You know, just going for a casual walk. You know, just real nice and, and wholesome. Wholesome Aww. animals. In my Through the Breach game, we have a saber tooth Cerberus owned by a very rich family who keeps getting stuck in trees. That's my through actually. The breach Victor- game, but... Well, technically, I'm playing it, so it's kind of mine. Although, yeah, it's I did. Mine. I did imply that I was. Uh, I was running. I was not. I'm participating in Victoria's game. Where I'm just a lowly guild guard getting a Sabertooth Cerberus out of the tree. And we've determined that that Cerberus enjoys eating raccoons. I feel like a raccoon's a little small for a Cerberus. Well, it's like a cat tree. Aren't Cerberus Cerberus the sizes of, like, trying to think of a proper car example. Uh, uh, The little mini smart car things. They're like that size, I thought. I mean, have you considered how big cat treats are to cats? Or rather, how small they are? This is more like a treat thing and not a meal. Uh, fair, fair. I would like to see a smart car eat a raccoon. I'd pay money to see it. Hey Dave, any other cute animal pictures we can look forward to in this deck that's definitely happening now? Happening? <laughs> I'm not sure how to do uh, the Razorback Rattler in a cute way. Ra- the Put a little hat movie. on it. Yes, a razor maybe just like sh- like, Yeah, maybe just like have it have it holding a little like baby rattler. Oh, so like Aww. a baby just, one. Yeah, just go like extra cute. I would like to see Shang taking a nap. Yes, that'd be cute. But I don't know what the Black Joker would be. Would that just be like a pig in mud? <laughs> um. Oh, oh, jeez. Oh, oh, man. Uh, God, who's the guy that's Paul Crockett? I mean, Davy Crockett. Why did I call him Paul Crockett? I have no idea. Yeah, that dude? There's an Argus dude that's obviously a, a, a version of Davy Crockett, and he has a beast characteristic, so the Black Joker would just be like him in the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> 
Actually, I think, it I might think be his Paul. name actually might be Paul Crockett. Okay. Paul. That sounds right. Paul taking a bath. I've got it right here. Paul Crockett. Okay, cool. Good. Brian. Okay. So when you put this up there, I'm like, I have no idea what I would do for this. And then it struck me because I was going looking at a weird place and someone had posted about the new fate deck and it's all of like the sultry ladies of Malifaux. I'm like, no, 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 this is not okay. We need the men of Malifaux, specifically a facial hair edition. So these are going to be the men of Malifaux sporting the most majestic and luscious, luxurious beards and mustaches you could possibly find do mutton chops count yes okay good mutton so we're talking von shield we're talking sensei you yan lo levy's gonna somehow get some some hair there seamus all of them and it's going to be phenomenal so okay that's where i'm going Here, here's a question oh. here's yes. a question though what's your black joker since we're, we're apparently doing this baby Cade with a beard <laughs> I think that would be like a red yeah, joker. Yeah. No, no, no. Actually, I, okay. This is my show, so I'm going to usurp you and tell you what your black joker is to deal with it. Okay. It is going to be beardless Yanlo. Ugh. Ooh. I approve. Because then people will be like, I get that joke. <laughs> ha 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 ha. I like it. <laughs> I understood that reference. Nah. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, anyway, Captain America. Any any particular beards people are looking forward to? The Captain's mustache. Not the person I'm talking. That said, I wouldn't talk about. Cap- I want Lenny with just a Fu Manchu. I can. Mm, mm, I'm picturing very, like very presidential. I don't know why, but I'm picturing like when they try to do fate like mustaches on Homer Simpson. I'm getting that same mental image, but green. Oh yes, mustaches are extremely presidential. I won't disagree with you there. Ulix. Oh yeah, Ulix has got a beard. Yep. But we're just at this point just naming characters with beards. Moving on, Victoria. Uh, I, I guess Brian didn't really steal my original idea, but um, <clears throat> since I saw the men of Malifaux, I came up with something different from what I was going to say. Sexy dudes. Uh, I was going to say sexy dudes. Uh, okay. I need me that beefcake, but my other idea was like a cuties deck, sort of going off of Dave's cute, wholesome idea, but like with the children, child models in Malifaux, like um, uh, Candy and the Malifaux child and Iggy and uh, the student of conflict, just being kids, you know? Cade, although I, Cade. I think he's like a demon. He's he's some sort of a demon, but he's still a baby. Okay, he's pushed so. in a pram. Does Philip count? Philip is the head of an adult man, so that can be my black Joker. Okay, but uh, would Molly? Molly is be some child. Molly is an adult woman. Um, I was saying that Reva might be my red Joker because she's technically only fifteen, and she could be like the babysitter. 15 or 16. Oh, we probably need to look that up. We probably need to look that up, but, like, it doesn't change it that much. Yep, you're not allowed to get excited to that one card in the saloon deck, folks. Otherwise, you're a pedophile. Well, I mean, it's a different word. Yeah, I know. I don't actually, like, am am trying to blame anyone for that. Yeah, you're I'm thoroughly impressed with the uh, resurrectionist portion of that deck. Right? They're pretty darn cute. Yes. Okay, uh, what's... What is your black joker then? What did you? We said Philip. Okay, sorry. You said Philip. I said Philip. You said because Phillip. he's the head of an adult man in a baby pram. Okay. So, um, we're gonna go to me, and sadly, mine doesn't have like funny ways to do the black and red joker, because uh, this is actually a very utilitarian deck for all of uh, all of, like twelve of us that play through the breach across <laughs> the world. I-, I call this the Enigma deck. And the reason I called that is it's what it's going to do is it's going to contain all of the little special either numbers or blurbs, or the different destiny steps, 
or uh, I think you, the origins as well um, that you could have for that card when you're flipping a normal uh, tarot in Through the Breach. So I believe that's like four different kind of random pseudo fortune telly phrases and four different sets of numbers and then a specific like one particular uh, interesting word that's a type person. I think if you just mash those on a card and, you know, try to make them look like the scribblings of Madman, it'll look pretty cool because it kind of looks like, oh, man, this is some sort of like puzzle cipher type thing. And then if you're playing through the breach, you can actually use it for tarot. I think it's cool. That is my idea. But the sad thing is, like, the red joker and the black joker just have normal sets of stuff in there. Mm -hmm. There's nothing particularly special about them. Sadly, so it's not very interesting. Although I will say I would like to see a deck where the Black Joker is just a black card with nothing on it. That'd be kind of neat. Yeah. And then the Red Joker would just be like a foil. Just in, just the, the shiny foilness, nothing else on it. Hmm. Party time. <laughs> um, hey, if you didn't know, uh, most of us play through the breach. Uh, yeah. We might have mentioned it once. Or twice. At most twice. Seven times. <laughs> so Through the Breach gives us a lot of meat for Malifaux, a lot more detail than the, the miniatures game, which is freaking awesome. So uh, I don't think we've ever had this topic, which is kind of weird because it seems so obvious. Uh, what's something that's in the Through the Breach game that has yet to make its way into Malifaux, the miniatures game, that he wants to show up like right now and you think would be super cool? Mm-hmm. So Brian's going to start us off. Okay. Oh, God being put on the spot um so my through the breach character is pretty awesome he's a wastrel <laughs> and yeah. there are all these mechanics that support the wastrel letting them do all these crazy like hand size card draw shenanigans and by shenanigans i mean bullshit <laughs> um and my favorite one that i'm very special in it to do is when i have no cards i just get positive flips to all of my duels and this, I understand, is fundamentally broken if it came to Malifaux, but I think it could be highly enjoyable. Or any of the, like, discard mechanics to, like, just do things that I could do as the Wastrel. If you play against me, I normally have a lot of card draw and a large hand and quality hands. And you might also know me from Steams and Stones, where Kyle, a.k.a. Coyote, will always bitch about how my hand my hand quality is just like utterly outrageous so i think it would be incredibly hilarious to take my um broken hand quality and take it from like a a scale like a level two brokenness to like increase that by an order of magnitude and basically just either give me positives for not having cards or just let me like dis like cycle cards whenever i fail a duel or whatever it is i think it could be really well fun for me and that's the most important thing (laughs) one second that's me making a joke i misheard you um (laughs) or at least it's just what it came to my my head okay so yeah actually i could yeah do you think it'd be like a master level ability i think it would have to be a master level ability and granted we don't have an m3e we don't have master upgrades anymore it would have to it would have had to have been like a master level upgrade like a three stone master only or leader only i should say upgrade to put on so in m3e i don't think it's actually possible to do i it would be fun though now i think if there there's some mechanic for like oh you failed to do will draw a card that might be something there that certain models on the game currently have now so as i've been ruling uh reviewing everything i think it would get broken incredibly fast but i think it might help address you know those games where you're getting blown out of the water and it feels like the world is crashing in on you it might help the play the play experience for the person who's losing which could then rapidly screw over the person who was winning because they were playing better. So mechanically, in actuality, I don't think it's a good idea. For the humor of it, I think it's wonderful. So two very different things, but it'd be fun to do. And like a like an enforcer brawls, I think would be per- uh, it would be perfect. Whenever you get hit or you fail a duel, draw a card. 
and then in Force of Brawl, where it's supposed to be broken and stupid, you just go insane, and it'd be awesome. Or, like, you take a shot every time you want to draw a card, something like that, and turn it into a drinking game as well. I Perfect think you, idea. I think you can you can just... Oh, you want it to specifically be a rule so we can't have anyone playing Malifaux under the age of 21. <laughs> I mean, if it's like a con, a news on con, which is in a month, by the way, a month from today, in hosted in Des Moines, everyone should come. Um, like, in Forcer Brawl that you're going to host, like, oh, you want to draw an extra card? Take a shot. And, like, it'll be, it'll be great. What could go wrong? Alcohol poisoning. And that's just fun. Come on. Okay. I think it would actually have just been easier to just transport your character from my game to Malifaux and be done with that instead of trying to come up with a rule that's fair. Well, yeah, that too. Oh, but right. I like complexity. Victoria. Um, in the core rules bestiary, they have a thing called the Shackled Spirit, which is basically like a suicide bomb ghost thing. Um, as far as I know, resers don't really have don't really have the whole uh, kamikaze thing currently, so I think that would be really cool. And then also specifically from Doug's Through the Breach game, I think Amos would be a cool master to introduce. Victoria, who's uh, Amos? It's a gremlin who has styled himself after Seamus. I don't have a problem. You have a problem. Yes, Amos is. I don't know what? about this. He hurt real bad. He hurt me real bad. I don't know how I feel about this. Because you finally found someone that's a bigger scoundrel than you are. I mean, okay. Here's the deal, though. My, my heart is getting crushed by this story arc, but I still love it. So, I mean, well, that's fair. I'm just saying, he hurt me real bad. You hurt yourself real bad. We don't. Nope. Nope. Not a thing. Uh, yeah. Not. not you. Yeah. You. You gambled your life and you lost. I no. I. I didn't lose. I you just lost. didn't win when I was gambling with my soul. It's just which is not his fault. That's your hairs, fault. You know. Uh, can you gamble with something you don't have? Oof. Oh. Ooh. Ow. That, is James that's even a, a redhead question. though? Oh. He's Irish, so at least a little bit. <laughs> so getting wow. back to Victoria's suggestion, a shackled spirit is basically a generic ghost, which I don't think we really have in the game yet. Uh, no, I don't think so. And it go boom, because it's upset. Yep. It gets super angry and it snuffs out its own life force with a powerful... Kaboom! Kaboom. All right. My suggestion is actually a spell. That just came out in the uh, under the <laughs> above the law book under the law above above the law above the quarantine under the law <laughs> <laughs> above the law and the reason I love it is because it's in the um, prestidigitation magical uh, grouping of spells and prestidigitation normally is not very offensive they don't have a lot of like hurt a person kind of spells and so as like if you're going strictly prestidigitation type illusionist lizard person uh if you're like in a fight fight you don't have a whole ton of options to fight back it's it's it was well i don't think it was necessarily a problem because the game lets you multi-class a lot but for those that are super dedicated to being um presto chanjo magician uh, this lets you like fight back in the most gruesome fucking way possible <laughs> it's called telecaedo or telecado i'm not sure how you pronounce that and what it does is that you basically grab a handful of rocks off the ground and you teleport them inside your opponent, which is effing gruesome. <laughs> that seems slightly painful. Yeah, it, just you know a little. Like, oh look, it's the here's my t- trick. See the knife? Poof, it's gone. Where is it? In your liver. <laughs> I think this is an ability James needs to get. No, this could be very fun. No. 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 Please. Matt Matahouse has already been asking for this. <laughs> I'm sure. So Talakeda will just yeah, whatever you got in your hand. So I think it you know, you give it give uh um Colette, like a, a more offensive y type minion or enforcer that has this ability. And I think they'd be able to discard scheme or trap markers next to them to up the damage. 
Because at that point, you're teleporting whatever sticks of dynamite or vicious uh, tin cans inside the man. Body parts. Body, other body. Yeah, corpses too. So it's a body inside of a body. It's like a, a meat Gundam. <laughs> no, it's, it's like the, the, the nesting dolls. The Russian nesting dolls. Gross. Disgusting. Awesome. I love it. Hey, Dave. Yeah. What do you want in the game from Through the Breach? Because you definitely play Through the Breach. Chickens. <laughs> Buy you chickens. <laughs> okay, yeah. I want to uh, see all them chickens. <laughs> so, whereas, like, I think this is like a rooster rider minus the rider, it's just a chicken. Yeah, basically. Yeah, much. Uh, <laughs> since uh, we, we have the, the uh, pigs keyword. Uh, I figure we can start branching out into other barnyard animals <laughs> and just bring in, you know, chickens, ducks, okay, all um, all the fowl. Um, they they do just have a horse statted out in through the breach as well. So hey, even better, just bringing it all on. If Malifaux whole like farmhouse, <laughs> if Malifaux is anything to go by, a horse is one of the most rarest creatures. <laughs> Or possibly they just keep getting eaten. Because Malifaux's awful. See a horse. What is this majestic creature? I've never seen one before. Oh, son of a bitch. Okay, okay. I don't... I, I'll credit him in the credits. or, or so, I'll try to remember to credit him in the credits. But someone asked a question on either a weird place or the Through the Breach forums of what happens to the rest of the horse and human when you make a Canteroy? Oh, no. <laughs> And someone wrote out this beautiful, like, in-person diary written by McMorning as he's trying, as he's made these things and trying to come up with a name for them. And the blessed, you know, I'm not even going to spoil the name for you because I'm going to dedicate myself to finding this. But it's hilarious. It's just a hilarious bit of uh, fan fiction fluff. And those things need to be brought into <laughs> the Reser faction. They've the reverse canteroy. Yes. Um, but how, how would that creature wear pants? Uh, it doesn't, doesn't wear pants. It wears a saddle. <laughs> no, that's worse. That's even worse. So a couple things I want to throw in there too real quick, because I thought they were also cool. Hexbow, which definitely looks like something that's going to eventually become a guild model because it's super cool looking. It's basically um, Hawkeye from the Avengers, but a generic guild minion who's just got these like specialty arrows that can hurt you and cause you... Uh, consternation with like hexes and shit it's really cool artwork and then last but not least my favorite the angry mob <laughs> they have stats for an angry mob it's great and uh i personally the, the character that i'm not allowed to mention this this episode i think it would be a great alternative card for her him or her if they would be able to like some of these things and just have them go to town on, on the enemy. Just an angry mob of, of villagers. Okay. Enough of this nonsense. Moving on to the new nonsense. Woo! Next topic. What myth, legend, or fairy tale we desperate do we desperately need in Malifaux? So it's not have anything to do with Through the Breach. Or it might. I don't know. I don't know everything about Through the Breach. But what have we not seen that really needs to be in there for some reason or another? Victoria, it's your turn. Vampires. No. <laughs> they said they wouldn't Come have on, weird. Just stop. Give me something else. <laughs> um, I think possibly a little bit more from like Greek or Roman mythology since they added... Um... Euripides? Euripides. Thank you. Thank you, Euripides. I think specifically it might be really cool to uh, get like some other monsters, like maybe uh, Lamia. I think that's how you say it. The snake ladies? Snake ladies, yeah. That eat babies. Baby eating snake ladies. Baby eating snake ladies. Then then you can get an alt model that just looks like Kratos from God of War. Yeah, it's a little creepy, yo. But they're never born. They're supposed to be creepy. That's the, the point of never born, yes. True. Ooh, and then like uh, a Medusa as like a yeah. enforcer or henchman. Yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. Too. Yeah. All right, me next. I'm I'm Doug. You are Doug. I, <laughs> this was just a stupid joke. Not a lot of thought was put into this at all. This is a uh, a grim fairy tale that I think would be very easy to translate to Malifaux. 
doesn't have a lot of like a deep meaning or lore or anything. I just think, like to supplant it, and it involves a lady going off into the wilderness because of you know trouble at home, and befriends a bunch of men, a bunch of small men. Oh, you mean Snow White and the Seven Boys? <laughs> Sorry. Snow White and the Seven Gremlins, folks. You can even dollar up, like, uh, Daisy Duke or something. I know we, we technically have uh, another character for that, but I can definitely see, like, a relatively crafty woman convincing seven gremlin men to do her bidding. <laughs> easily. Very easily. Very easily. It's not even that crafty. It's a mildly crafty... Like, I'm talking a willpower five here. <laughs> yeah. And then we get a bunch of gremlins named after emotions, but like gremlin emotions, like drunky, drunky, <laughs> drunky. Uh, stumbly, <laughs> backfire, um, farty, <laughs> drunky. How many is that? Uh, hey, well, cool. I, yeah, I'll come up with a list later. All seven of them are drunky. Okay, fair. We'll go with that. <laughs> um, oh, Brian's next i guess that's out of order but okay brian we're going to dave because brian's predisposed dave awesome it was my turn anyways um i'm gonna go with uh hansel and gretel mostly just for having gingerbread and cookie based uh, abilities brought into the game (laughs) cookie based abilities cookie based abilities i can't not see these being never born yeah, I mean, or Gremlin. I mean, Gremlins might be able to bake. Um, but yeah, do, doing things like making too many cakes and just slowing down opponents because they're uh, now fat. I think Gremlins can only barbecue in my head cannon. So, okay, here we, go, here we go, Dave. Hansel and Gretel, but they're new henchmen for the Dreamer. Oh. And they also have a bit, a bit of, like, creepy twins vibe going on with them. All right. This this also ties into this also ties into my, my chickens. Oh, okay, never mind. We'll we'll go by because they apparently looking at the story here, uh, they ride a duck across the lake. Wait to go back home to their father. Seems so legit. A giant. What? They ride a giant duck back home. <laughs> so the, we have chickens and ducks. Let's do this weird. What? What? I'm down for it. Okay. A duck. So on a dare, these henchmen of dreamers go into the bayou to the witch's hut, shove her in an oven, high five, and hightail it out of there on a giant chicken. Correct. And Zoraida is slightly miffed by all of this. It was a weird day. It was actually a fairly normal day. <laughs> That's not that weird for that, Malifo. Not, not that weird. All right, Brian. Now you're up. Okay. So, you know, the Neverborn aren't really good at, like, finding leadership for themselves. Like, you got Lilith, and then, like, Tang showed up, and then Nekama, like, killed her sister, and, like, there's all She's kinds of that. She's not dead. So, well, She's oh, my needed... God. She's not dead. She's Excuse in a hole. me. Lilith is not dead in a hole where she's going to become undead. Okay. So, what we need is a nice easy governance system for the neverborn you know like you can it's completely democratic it's divine right and we need king arthur you need to put a massive great sword in the middle of like a jousting plain somewhere in the like the, the land of malifaux and whoever pulls the sword out is just the automatic leader of the neverborn and you have to swear fealty to them, and then Fielding. no Neverborn will ever fight each other again, and there'll be a unified force, and they'll take over the world. Yeah, you're, I'm sure that's how it'll work. You're yes. terrible at ideas. I regret inviting you on this podcast. <laughs> okay. okay. No, let's, let's, saying, run, let's, let's run think, with this. Let's run I think it would work perfectly. If it's King Arthur, is this leader of the Neverborn going to be a human? I mean, it could be. But maybe it's like a half-breed, or maybe it's King Arthur-esque, so still Sword in the Stone, and it's just like a Neverborn. Maybe it's a doppelganger, because they can look however they want. So they could be human, but they're actually a doppelganger. I want, actually, yeah. I want it to be Barbaros, coming back with a vengeance. 
I would also be fine with this. Sounds pretty chill. Or maybe like because he never matured into a full size Nephilim, he can still reach yeah. into the bottom of the Pringles can, and therefore that makes him king. I, I, I see absolutely nothing that could go wrong with the, choosing a leader like this. It's the perfect form form of governance. I mean, it can't hurt. They tried every other option of leadership. Exactly. So, sure. Jeez. Is there like a Neverborn Lady of the Lake then? Because I kind of want there to be. Yeah, they, it's exactly how this would work. It's perfect. It's the siren. No, it's not the Lady of the Lake. It's Lady of the Death Pit. And it's Lilith who's like chucking swords out. <laughs> and whoever touches the sword instead She's of getting impaled on it no, hold on. is selected as the leader. This Boom. is not at all Done. her intention. She's just chucking swords at people because she's yeah. pissed. Yeah. She, <laughs> like like the, uh, a pit. A pit of death. Just very ordinary. That, that's how she's getting out. She just keeps making swords and then standing on the sword she's making to fill the pit. Well, I, I, yeah. And then she throws them, and if you grab it, boom, leader of the ne- Neverborn. Mmm. I love it. Best thing ever. Because I'm getting conflicting information at the end of the story here. Because there's, like, Lilla sort of implies it might turn her undead. But it's the same hole that, um... Titania was in. Titania was in, but Titania was undead before she went in there. Correct. Right, she was already, like, she was turned undead, and then they stuck her in there. Yeah, so I'm not sure what the hole's going to do. It might be a case of Lilith doesn't know, she just knows undead lady with the bleedy eyes came out of there, so maybe hole will make her undead. I'm just gonna. I'm just can't wait till she gets unfrozen like Bucky and Infinity War and starts gunning people down. Lilith will machine gun people. Let's 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 make it happen. Machine gun Lilith. Machine gun Lilith. I'm I'm here. Oh my god, I love it. Fuck yes. Okay, we're getting to it finally, Victoria. You gotta be so happy for this because you're gonna make Dave and Brian feel so uncomfortable. Yay! So this is a topic that we've been uh, pushing off for a very, very long time. We just never seem to find enough time to do it. And so we're finally getting around to it. It is... uh, Well, let me set the scenario for you here. You've died. You've gone to hell because of course you have. (laughs) Good old Satan, the good great boy he is, is like, Yo, you like that Malifaux thing, right? Don't you, kid? And I'm like, Shoot. Sure, I guess. Okay, we got characters from Malifaux here to entertain you. Uh, uh, all right, cool, awesome. But here's the thing. They're going to be singing and dancing and none of that killing each other like God intended. <laughs> what? And they're going to be shouting in Korean. What? And they're going to be like shirtless and sexy. <laughs> and so this is that scenario. <laughs> Where you have to take affection and come up with a K-pop group <laughs> consisting of members from that faction. Okay, but my group is not going to be topless because they're all female. Fair. Fair. But the other three of us picked, picked males. Because <laughs> I guess that's easy because he's So we're going to go you with... You guys <laughs> need to stop in Discord, please. So, we're going to start with me, and I picked the most... Okay, so, like, when you think K-pop, you think Korea, right? Uh, so I went with the most obvious faction for that. Uh, that's the Gremlins. <laughs> and uh, to come up with, like... I, like, I don't think the Gremlins are vaguely Korean. Uh, you know, if you didn't know anything about the fluff, you might think that, Brian, but us experts? I, I, I don't know. I feel like the Ten Thunders are the very clear, like... Asian that's that's the, whatever. You that's, think that, that's but, the joke, Brian. But the but the thunders. I, just, I, I, I don't on, know. Hold on, hold on. No, it's not the joke because the thunders are based off of the oh, three right. kingdoms, and the three kingdoms are China, Japan, and Vietnam. Not Korea. Not Korea. So you're wrong. <laughs> so to, to, as as like a guide, at least for the three of us, we just. Lazily Googled archetypes in in K-pop groups because it's just that easy. They run on, like, there's enough of them that run off of stereotypes. I'm gonna get some angry fam letter from the few people that enjoy Malifaux and K-pop. Um, 
And so we all have like a list of seven or six, six or seven uh, Dubros here and their particular archetypes. So going down the list, uh, the manly man, which is like the guy with the six pack and the machismo and all that cool manly stuff, just just oozing testosterone. Is there one of those in any K-pop group? Shut up. (laughs) I I actually really enjoy K-pop. I'm just joking around. Please don't send me hate mail. Send her hate mail, please. So it's like, okay, how do we determine manliness here? And and I think like one of the most obvious things that's manly is like sports, right? Uh huh. Well, what's the manliest sport? Right, pro wrestling. So my manly man <laughs> is Roja, the the best pro wrestler, and therefore the manliest man. Even though he's not a man, he's a gremlin. But that you know, that's it's it's nitpicking. We're not here to nitpick. No, definitely not. Uh, next up is the adorable one. This is the guy that's maybe like a little bit of clumsy, a little bit goofy, likes to wear glasses, kind of a nerd. And the only person that I know of that uh, is at all a nerd that isn't like ugly because you can't you can't be ugly in can't a K-pop. Can't be ugly in a K-pop group. It's and this illegal. is me. And this is me saying he's not ugly in the Gremlins faction. I, I'm, you know what? Really, I, I think I think this is Sparks. I think this is Sparks, because okay, well, yeah. well, like I think Big Brain Brin is a bit more of the nerdy side. Sparks is like the fish out of water kind of guy, because he hangs around with the people that make the railroads all day. He doesn't even like hang out that much with the Gremlins, and he's over here just making his friends the uh, the 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 mechanical pork chop instead of like actually making friends. And I can see, yeah, he could definitely be clumsy. I mean, all Gremlins are clumsy, right? I mean, they have a good chance of just shooting themselves and dying half the time. Yes. So my adorable one is Sparks. And then, uh, oh, I'll save him for last, obviously. Um, <laughs> we're going to go with the cool type. The cool guy. The coolest cool. And you know what was the coolest time to be alive? The 80s. Yes. <laughs> and you know what was the <gasps> coolest thing in the 80s? Mullets, people. Mullets. Mullets and action stars. And you know how it was an action star and a mullet? Bert Jepsen. Well, okay, yeah. Okay, yes, it's Bert Jepsen. Thank you, thank you. I'm for, sorry. I was going to lead up to it with. Uh, I don't it was, It's Bert Jepsen. Bert Jepsen is the coolest character in Malifaux. Fight me. <laughs> um, and also, I I also marked down here that as a point, he's also the lead vocalist. Oh, is he? Yes, for sure. Oh, okay. Do you see how big that man's mouth is? <laughs> that gremlin's mouth is. I'm pretty He's sure got to be an expert singer if his mouth's that big. I'm pretty sure the size of your mouth. I, I think that's how singing works. <laughs> I went. I took vocal lessons for four years in college. I know what I'm talking about. Shut up. I'm pretty sure Everyone. that's not how it works. Moving on, because y'all are non-believers. <laughs> uh, I'm a believer. There's Jeez. there's the swag category, which is the the guy who I guess most wants to be an American. He he likes to rap. <laughs> And uh, he's a bit of, he's a bit cool, and he's a bit manly, but he, he's definitely the the rapper. It, and the coolest, manliest one I can think of is well, a cowboy. A cowboy is like ultra cool and ultra manly, right? And then sure, the guy sure, who's yeah. he's so cool he even smokes. Francis Lacroix. Not Francois. Francois. Francois Lacroix. I mean, it's still Francis, right? I mean, are there other Francises in the game? Uh. Lost Love, technically, his name is Francis. Ah, okay. Francois Lacroix is so cool he smokes. He's dressed like a cowboy. So he's obviously a rapper. Because all the cowboys know how to rap. That's how you got the job. And my last one, which is... Well, no, not my last one. My my character that's the best dancer. So this is pretty obvious. Uh, he's the jailbait of the group. Apparently jailbait is an archetype. And I've always got really sad inside. I've always and uncomfortable. Kind of, I've always kind of pictured this character as being like really young, just the way he acts. And um, you know, with with that jetpack, he's uh, got to be have some awesome breakdancing moves. So Zip is is my best dancer and my jailbait character because I feel like he's pretty young for a gremlin. Uh, probably youngest out of all these these ones that we mentioned. Uh, but obviously, saving the best for for last, the pretty boy. The, you know, Adonis of the Gremlins. <laughs> the one that even, even he, you know, like, the fanciest, dandiest men in Malifaux wish they could look like is, of course, El Presidente Landing Jones, who is obviously the leader of this this band. 
this this really really it's just it's a legend more than anything <laughs> than more than a band. People who people from far and wide there's whispers in dark alleys of have you seen that one K-pop band that's a bunch of us. <laughs> like, don't talk don't talk about it. They'll never show up. They're just like an underground they do like underground concerts oh, okay. in hell. I forgot <laughs> I forgot about the the scenario until that. They only do underground concerts and so I got a little sidetracked there, but that's that's my that's my group: Montreux, Haas, Sparks, Lenny Jones, Bert Jepsen, Francois, and Zip. Okay, Dave, <laughs> what you got? So I feel uncomfortable with this whole situation. Good. Uh, I, I join not... you. I join you in that uncomfortableness, Dave. Don't worry. I'm I'm not a K-pop fan per se. Uh, I saw BTS on Saturday Night Live recently, and I just don't get it. It's just the 90s all over again. But anywho, um, I'm going to start off with some Neverborn real K-pop smoothness here with my boy Tuco. I mean, he's in second edition. He's disguised, so no one can you know come up on him in front. So he's just that cool. Actually, my bad. The cool one actually is... Euripides, because he's literally cold as ice. Boo! Boo! <laughs> Love it, but boo! Boo! Um, and so we're, I'm, I'm going to bring in some, some new talent. He's been around a little bit. No one's really claimed him uh, as their own, but uh, the Carver will be my dorkable one. How is he's, he adorable? Because he's, he's just really misunderstood, and he has a really awesome bonsai garden. And just no one wants oh. to hang out with him. Oh yeah, no, so, that's that's why he's clumsy because he has scissors for hands instead of yeah. hands. Yeah, I mean, and a pumpkin for a head. He can't see, but he loves those bonsai trees. <laughs> and then <laughs> my dancer jailbait, which this is why it makes it so awkward. But uh, little orphan boy Iggy can uh, pump up the jams and the pyrotechnics all on his own uh, and make everyone feel bad about it. So I feel that's appropriate. <laughs> I mean, a few years have passed. For this conversation, he might be in like his mid-teens uh, at this point. And then your your, your lead singer, you know, it's, it's pretty standard. Uh, he is currently the singer for the Crossroads Seven. We've got Wrath. Ah, just makes sense. He he's he's a veteran. Uh, he's been there. He assembled his team specifically. So this is really just gonna you know knock everyone's socks off. Like the Avengers. <laughs> So I well I guess their shtick might be just like screaming instead of singing. They That'd be new. Be, it's it's the it's the Neverborn. So yeah, they can, they can be the Korean version of Deer and Gray. I don't know what that is. Uh, it's a I don't, I don't know either. Japanese metal group that basically screams. That that sounds was, about right. I was thinking more Lady Baby, but we can go with that. Okay. Oh yeah, and he's he's your your big tough male wrath because he's shirtless. Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely he, see that. He buff. He buff, he buff boy. <clears throat> Actually, yeah, Euripides is super cool because he has an eye patch. That's one of the oh, coolest yeah. things. Like, if he'd be any cooler, he'd be a cowboy with a cigarette in his mouth. But sadly, it's got to be Tuco, the smoothest one. <laughs> <laughs> so smooth. All right, Brian. Ugh. Okay. Tell, tell, tell um, me the the scene. Set the scene in now for me. <laughs> so, equally being uninformed about K-pop is well anyone i i know nothing about it i did a very very detailed google search and took the first uh first thing that popped up like all good so i had to combine a couple of my categories to fit into uh the perfect outcast band thinking about it and the manly man is also the pretty boy and that is mr von shiel himself because he is the manliest, but also the sexiest man alive. Like Brian's not like, biased at all. I'm. I am not biased in any way, shape, or form. I show is Brian's waifu. That is not true. I am a <laughs> hard so true. guild player. I have totally played guild my entire time in Mal. Uh huh. Um. My my jailbait. Which I hate that it just I feel so uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. Um has to be Parker, because at least I find the pun humorous. 
She's also like pretty attractive. Let's be real. Um, the cool boy, and that's boy B O I, is Levy because he's like hella cool because oh. he's all like, I die and then I pop back in. Like, Isn't he like a hundred years old? I take these well, women and I rip their that. souls off, souls out, and I basically make them one ups for myself. How cool is that? Yeah, the adorable one. I think is going to be Lazarus because he's like this massive machine guy who just like he just wants to be loved, but then he also is like a big stompy bot and he accidentally like explodes things. Yeah. And then the pinnacle of smooth is just Mad Dog because he goes around, blows open a safe, takes the cigar, pops on it, throws it away, and steals <laughs> some stuff. Like that's not the most smoothest thing you've ever seen. I do not know what is. Are you sure you understood these categories? No, no, I did not. I actually looked at the, the title description, which is to say man, man or pretty boy. That is all I did because the entire category makes me uncomfortable. Good. Your turn. I would just like to point out that I think you also went with uh, Dave's version of adorkable where they're not actually a dork and clumsy and stuff. They just have poor articulation. <laughs> And as everyone knows, that's bought the Lazarus kit. The man can barely move. <laughs> and he can't, oh, he can't even put his enough. hands together. So, um, yeah, that's why he can't do anything. And he's knocking shit over. And it's like, oh, I'm sorry. Boop, boop. And he goes for a, hand like sh- he goes for a handshake and he accidentally puts the grenade launcher forward. And he just kills the guy. Whoops. <laughs> my bad. Uh... Okay, Victoria. The one person that actually knows what she's talking about. Yes, I did not look up archetypes for my K-pop group. I just went with what I've observed. Victoria, being a connoisseur of K-pop, has made a traditional-sized K-pop group that consists of 15 people. I do not have 15 people And a petting zoo. To to be fair, I did not realize that Jailbait was an archetype for K-pop groups. I've literally never seen one in, in in any of them that I've watched on music videos. Um, they all look 12. I didn't think they were actually 12. <laughs> okay, yes, the girl groups all look incredibly young. But, like, I didn't realize that there was actually just one of them. <laughs> so clearly I did Rezzers, because what else am I going to do? No way. Um, and I have different categories than you guys have. Cool. As I did not do with Google mix, mix it up. So, starting off, for my cute one... Or as Doug would call her, the jailbait. I have Reva, because she's a cutie. For my rapper, I went with actually Alt Sybil, which is Emmeline Bella Rose, because um, I think she could probably spit some fire. Uh, my tough one is Asura, obviously. Why, why obviously? Because she looks like she could punch a dude out. Also, she's in charge of Rottenberg. Okay. Um, the crazy one is Kirai, because who else would it be? Uh, actually, in Rezzers, you have quite a few options. Just saying. Okay, but the big crazy kind of, is kind of the Kira. thing. Okay. You know what I mean. Like, relatively speaking, she's probably the craziest girl in Rezzers. Alright? That's fair. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Um, the, the sexy one. <laughs> Titwitch Amelia. For my girl next door, I have Chiaki, the niece. Because she's, she's cute, and I like her. Uh, the mischievous one is Molly, as we all know she would be. And then for my smart one, I have Anna Lovelace. Yeah, I can definitely say that. I would like, um, like the, you've got Chiaki and Reva fighting for that jailbait position, I think. I think Reva is slightly younger than... I, but like, yeah. who says I only have to have one jailbait? Yes, this is a part of the jailbait. Just an entire Ew. K-pop group of... <laughs> um, gross. Yeah, it's pretty gross. Um, I think my best dancer in my group... Um, I think I'm actually going to go with Kirai, because she did like the concubine thing for a while, and part of the traditional Japanese geisha thing is learning to dance. Lead vocals. My lead vocals... Bathory's kind of got an opera singer type of her. Does she? Yeah. A bit. Yeah, I was kind of thinking, Amelia. She, uh, she might be my lead singer. And who's lead, Who's leading the dead possum? <laughs> uh, lead girl, I think, is going to be Molly. Okay. 
the mischievous one. Because she leads the zombie union. And... Yep. Okay. Yeah. So, so that's my group. That's that we are past time. Hooray! Congratulations, guys. Um, and so we got through most of the ones we were planning on, and uh, we'll save the last word later. But thank you very much for coming on and uh, stumbling through this. It's it shook off a little bit of rust and made everyone very uncomfortable at least once. So I was never uncomfortable. Thank you for joining <laughs> us, Victoria. Yep. And Brian. Yes, sir. And Dave. That's me. And you, you sexy listeners all sitting in hell listening to your own special Malifaux-based K-pop group. <laughs> Enjoy your time, uh, no. and we'll see you later. Good night. Night. Bye. Oh, also, I'm sorry. We're very sorry. We're so sorry. We're so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Almost forgot the apology. Bye. <laughs>